Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, the FAA grounded some flights. What's going on? Yeah, the FAA issued a nationwide ground stop for Southwest Airlines flights, citing equipment issues. It has since been lifted, but uh, they're going to have to untangle this mess. It's still going to take a while. Apparently, there was a data connection issue from a firewall failure. You know, locked out by the security system. Hmm. Yeah. Well, was race involved? Because this sounds racist. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what? It, it was the computer version of a gated community. Is that what you're saying? That, Possibly, yeah. yes. Yeah. I so, mean, usually, I mean, if it's transportation, the transportation secretary, beat boot, edge, edge, is going to find something racist within mm-hmm. it. Racist, be my guess. Racist runways? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Did you notice that all the stripes on the runways are white? Mm. I am. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with all of this stuff, it's it's amazing that the transportation secretary uh, still has time to be laser focused on made up racist roads. But yes, that was over the weekend. <laughs> was it deadly car crashes, results of discrimination? We've yeah. got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about forty thousand people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Okay, so when he mentions rural people, is that also, are you talking about rural people of color or is that just thrown in with the discrimination? I think it's thrown in there. I well, the the traffic fatalities tend to be a little higher in, in rural America because there's a lot of wide open space and people yes. are flying down little highways and, right. you know, getting to wrecks. Is he included uh, as far as discrimination in that when he mentions that or he just kind of throws that in there too? I think he just kind of throws that in there. Ah, sort of killing the own narrative. Yeah. yeah. That's sloppy for Pete. Mm-hmm. It's usually pretty buttoned up with his racist remarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else that's going on. You know that problem at the border that we thought we had? Well, it turns out the border's been secure. Yeah, the, the whole, whole time. time. The whole yeah. time. The whole oh, time. well. Yes. Shame yeah. on us. Yeah. Yeah. DHS. For watching it on TV and thinking otherwise. Yeah. And there's, there's no booming child slave trade going on no. in America right now. Not at all. I mean, I know some people have set up businesses literally claiming that they are uh, responsible adults willing to take in unaccompanied minors at the borders and really just like shipping them out to go work in a field somewhere or a factory somewhere or, you know, maybe a, maybe a shoe distributor or whatever. That, it's but, not human trafficking. It's human opportunities. Right. It's opportunity. Right. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is testifying in front of the Senate today. Uh, he was asked about the reports of a massive child slave trade operation that's been rapidly growing ever since he and Biden took over the border issue. And 
Well, listen to this. Our Center for Combating Human Trafficking um, presents one of our greatest priorities within the Department of Homeland Security. It is precisely why I've taken two important steps. Number one, identify for the first time human trafficking and child exploitation as a priority. His microphone knows he's yeah. lying. That's why there's that buzz. It's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't even take all the lies here. Shush, yeah. shush. Well, usually it comes the- on and then comes off when you start telling the truth. Right. <laughs> this is just a constant buzz. Yeah. 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 yeah, the whole thing. It's a priority for the Department of Homeland Security. Number two. But, but, you're, but precise- you are failing miserably. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Senator Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. Just comes in. But you're failing miserably, and obviously that's true. I mean, when even the fairly New York Times, like we talked about a couple months ago, was saying, hey, there's there's thousands of children who are just completely lost to the system. I mean, the the government really is only keeping track of somewhere around a third of all the unaccompanied migrants that they, children, that they let into this country. Yes. I mean, if we had a real media that reported the truth, people would be outraged at, at what has happened at the southern border. But so many people in the country, frankly, don't know. It's hard to care it when you don't know. But a lot of people just, you know, they don't know. All right, more on that a little bit later. Also have this battle heating up. DeSantis and Trump. Yeah. Um, and DeSantis uh, said something yesterday which had a lot of conservatives going yeah good for you and people on the left freaking out yeah i thought this was pretty funny the state of florida they're moving ahead with taking away disney's special arrangement where disney got to serve as its own government overseeing the areas where the theme parks are and whatnot yeah uh and there's a lot of legal back and forth going on but it looks like uh, this is going to happen at some point the state of florida is going to be able to retain or claw back some of the land that it gave to disney as part of its special tax arrangement. At a press conference yesterday, Governor DeSantis talked about what the state might be doing with the land they get back. Hmm. Uh, Maybe create a state park. Maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, Someone even said, like, maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? I mean, I just think that the the possibilities are are endless. (laughs) So it's a joke, right? Yes. The CNN headline. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis threatened to build a prison. Near the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> he did that. that was a joke. Come on. Yes. Honestly, the way he handled that reminded me of Trump in 2015. Mm-hmm. Just like an off comment. And then you watch the media go freak out. Yeah. And then they do. But apparently Trump thought that was not the right move for DeSantis and, to make. Yeah, I put out on, on Truth Social, DeSantis. What? That's a stupid nickname. Anyway. The Sanctus is being absolutely destroyed by Disney. Well, that's not true. The original PR plan fizzled, so now he's going back with a new one in order to save face. Disney's next move will be the announcement that no more money will be invested in Florida because of the governor. In fact, they could even announce a slow withdrawal or sale of certain properties or the whole thing. Watch. That would be a killer. In the meantime, this is also unnecessary, a political stunt. Ron should work on the squatter mess. Okay. Obviously, this is going to be a bloodbath Yeah. before it's all said and done. And I mean, if you're just watching it, as someone, say, interested in politics and you try to take any bias out, just, you know, how are both of these guys and their campaigns going at this? When you can hit somebody and it, it's effective, like there's a point to it, then you go for it. Mm-hmm. 
there's been a few with Trump on DeSantis that just don't land. Well, well, one, the DeSantis thing doesn't make any sense. And then two, really, dude? Because he dropped DeSanctimonious? I, I, he's been going yeah. back and forth. Back and I, forth. I can't make heads or tails of yeah. it. Uh, none of it seems all that effective to me personally. But then, you know, in, in the past week, Trump world has come out defending Anheuser-Busch because Anheuser-Busch is a big donor to the GOP. Uh, and now Trump is defending Disney. And it's like, what's the point of having, of being the anti-establishment guy if at every turn you're defending the establishment? I was thinking the same thing. It, That's not a great look. It is so disappointing, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, you take the Anheuser-Busch thing, and it's been talked about a lot. To me, what it comes down to is you have a lot of voters feel like they've been taken for granted forever and there have also been companies that do the same thing, not just, you know, the political world. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, really? My, with this Dylan Mulvaney thing? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like Bud Light hadn't, you know, sort of allied itself with LGBTQ plus causes before. They had. But this was like the bridge too far. And like, no, forget it. And so people are sort of united in this. No, we're not going to do this anymore. I like the beer. I'll drink something else. And then to have a politician come out and say, well, I think it's overreacting. They give a lot to these causes. Most of the common people in America are like, that's the problem. Yeah. Because you're too concerned with money, either for your own campaign or your party, whatever. What about us and our own values? A huge misstep. And then the same thing to me with Disney. I. I mean, Disney got to do whatever they wanted. And then, you know, for a lot of us, when you heard those conference calls that were happening within Disney saying, yeah, we do whatever we can to get the LGBTQ plus agenda into yeah. the kids shows. You're like, they really are trying to indoctrinate the kids. Well, and to me, the, the Disney uh, real estate deal goes a step further because what really forced DeSantis's hand in all of this or what pushed them to really go after their tax status was when they said, we're going to use the benefits that we get as a company that can operate as its own government. We're going to use these resources to overturn a law that bans kindergarten teachers from talking to kids about their genitals. They came out in favor of having kindergarten teachers talking to kids about sex change operations yep. and DeSantis is fighting back against that and I don't know why the hell Donald Trump out of, uh, other than just a, a sense of pettiness or whatever is standing in favor of a company that wanted to use its power to defend teachers talking to little kids about their genitals it's you know, so disappointing it is man I just like I, I kind of think that Trump's going to hit him no matter what he does yeah, exactly yeah. and that's the tack but yeah that's just another miss to me. I think it's crazy because DeSantis hasn't even announced he's running, A. And B, I mean, Mike Pence could wear a dress and kick a puppy and nobody's going to cover it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, seriously. <laughs> well, did you see the super PAC for DeSantis, even though he hasn't said he's I, running? Not, yeah. It released the ad. 
Yeah, I see that. Like, what happened to Trump? It, this is the ad. Donald Trump is being attacked by a Democrat prosecutor in New York. So why is he spending millions attacking the Republican governor of Florida? Trump's stealing pages from the Biden-Pelosi playbook, repeating lies about Social Security. Here's the truth from Governor Ron DeSantis. You know, we're not going to mess with Social Security as Republicans. Well, what did Trump say? Entitlements ever be on your plane. At some point, they will be. We will take a look at that. Trump should fight Democrats, not lie about Governor DeSantis. What happened? Donald Trump never backed down. Inc. is responsible for the contents of this ad. So, yeah, I mean, this is just the yeah. beginning. You know where this is gonna gonna go? Get popcorn, kids. <laughs> I like the end of those ads because they're like MSRP, thousand yeah, dollars down, yeah. super back <laughs> on a twenty twenty Datsun. Yeah, it's just great. Yes, yes, that's what it is. Um, do you want to live ten years longer? Yes. Uh, what it would take? I don't know if you're up for. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And another major store is leaving a major American city. It's unbelievable what's going on in our country. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Hard to argue that leftist policies in major cities don't work. Because every once in a while we'll bring up the question... And legit question, what American city that's been run by the left for over five years is working? It's working well for the citizens of that city. And every time I ask that, both of you guys are like, I don't have one. Either that or you have to be more specific. Yeah. Like, low crime, good place to live. People who shoplift (laughs) would say things are great. That's true, yeah. (laughs) It it does depend on your point of view, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Portland, man, it's so sad, dude. Yeah, the uh, REI store in Portland's Pearl District will be closing at the end of February next year. They made the announcement yesterday, and it's because, well, the safety of their employees and customers was at risk because of crime, because of shoplifting. And, I mean, this is a story that's played out in Portland and so many other progressive-run cities all over this country time and time again. I mean... When you when you start turning a blind eye to crime in the name of so-called equity, everybody suffers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? Black Friday last year? Someone just ran a car right into the front window of the place. Yeah. Get a lot of clothes that way, yeah. and they did. Right, sure. You can't put up with that. That's insanity. But it is true. It's about equity. Mm-hmm. And you look at a lot of these DAs. One of the goals is, okay, we can't have too many people of color in prisons. Yeah, That's partly where it starts. It doesn't matter. Quality of character, none of that. No, it's all about color of skin. And there are enough people that know, well, I can break laws and I'm not going to get in trouble. Look what happened in Chicago over the weekend. Yeah. This has not been reported very much, legacy media. No. No, and there, so they had the teen takeover of uh, downtown Chicago and there were just mobs of teenagers kind of rolling around and assaulting people. One guy got pulled out of his car after being stuck in traffic. Yes. They beat the hell out of him. There was another video of a woman outside of a doorway. Uh, I don't know if it was a hotel or her or where she lived, but she's trying to get inside. And a mob of teenagers just beats her. Yes, circles around her and beats her. Now, imagine... That she was black and it was white, young oh, white males. Yeah. 
Why do we put up with that? Well, there's law disparity where they come from. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the mayor-elect, Brandon Johnson, just went out and said, well, we can't demonize these kids. That's right. Who just lack opportunities in the places where they live. I'm sorry, man. I mean, I I grew up pretty poor. Mm -hmm. My mom would have never, ever permitted such behavior. And I know, regardless of skin color, most of the kids I know, their parents wouldn't put up with that crap at all. Of course not. It's not about opportunities. It's about where they are and also or it's about you know the 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 lifestyle that they live and their parents lead yes. and a lack of consequences absolutely oh, yeah no no question but it is so infuriating when say it's good morning america the today show they won't cover that chicago thing now what happened to ralph yarl that teenage kid that got shot by the old guy when he got the wrong door yeah got the wrong house yeah that's awful uh, and, I mean, David, you come from a news background. You can tell me, is that the lead story on the Today Show? I mean, to me, uh, it, it wouldn't be my number one story. I mean, certainly because people have made uh, uh, such a huge deal out of it. It is such a weird case, right. I guess. But there's such little information known about it um, because it seems to me that there has to be something more to it than guy got spooked and shot a kid who rang his doorbell a couple of times. But from what we know right now, it looks awful. Yeah. And you feel terrible for the kid. Yeah. Okay. But you know what the media does with it. We're going to make this a story. Yeah. And we're going to keep this story out there because we are trying to put forth this narrative of white supremacy in America. And here is another case of it. So while they don't cover anything about Chicago, which should be a huge story, this is the lead. And listen to how this is used. The shooting garnered the attention of the nation, making headlines in Hollywood, too. Halle Berry and Viola Davis posting on social media demanding charges. Merritt also says President Biden called girl, inviting him to the White House. (laughs) I know. Again, I feel terrible for the kid. But this is what the left does with something like that. What are we on the Halle Berry report now or something? I don't understand. (laughs) Is she the assignment editor? Uh, Listen, I know it's a big story and all that stuff. Yeah. We'll we'll see, but man. Yes. Halle Berry newsletter came out. (laughs) The Biden family probe expands. This is interesting. That and much more coming up. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, um, maybe you've seen this. So you got the House Intelligence Committee uh, saying, hey, this family probe into the Bidens is now going to six additional members. Did you see all that this morning on all the news, the, the news shows were running <laughs> that this morning? Did you see that story? <laughs> no one did! No, are you saying that if this was oh, God. President Trump, that it might be a little bit different? Is that what you're saying? I, just a skosh, maybe. It would have led, and there would have been seven minutes of why he needs to be convicted. Uh, David, is this where you come in and say nothing's going to happen? Oh, nothing's going to happen, no. Okay. Gosh dang just, it. Just rest assured, nothing's going to happen. I hate it when Van Camp's right, and I know he's right, but well, I hate hearing it. I mean... Dude, look at look at the perfect case study, for example. Because in my mind, after what's happened in Manhattan, I yeah. mean, as soon as Joe Biden's out of office, I say don't even wait. Let just start going after Hunter Biden. Somebody in a uh, in a uh, conservative district find a crime. That mm-hmm. that's the rule. That that's what that's how the left wants to play. 
we got to start playing that game back. Um, but the uh, perfect test case why that's not going to happen really is because Florida, the governor, Ron DeSantis, is doing exactly that, beating the left at their own game. And there are still these you know, so-called conservative thought leaders, people like David French and whatever, who are like, but I'm a little uncomfortable by this. Like, they're, they're getting shamed by people who proclaim to be conservative and are worried about the institutional takeover that the left has, uh, has pretty successfully done over the last couple of decades. <laughs> Yeah, David French is going to fight the good fight for the conservatives. Yeah, right. give me a freaking break. <laughs> so, but but that's why that's why I say nothing's ever going to happen because the moment somebody does do something similar to what Alvin Bragg did in Manhattan to Donald Trump, well, you're going to have this army of uh, of former lawmakers or wannabe presidential candidates like Chris Christie or whatever coming out and saying, "Well, that's really not conservative," as I. <laughs> Well, too okay, I will bad. differ with your opinion on, the, on this point. There's a couple of different things. One, I think something could come of it if the Democrats turn on Biden, which is possible. Then they would turn the screws to him because, I, I mean, this stuff is true. The other part is when they kept going after Trump again and again and again, they didn't have anything. There wasn't anything there. Yeah. The fake P tape, all of it. I mean, it was... The FBI made it up, the well, whole Russian collusion for, thing. For the appearance of malfeasance. That alone. Yeah. There's a lot here with the Biden family. See, I think so, too. With the Chinese energy company, with Burisma, with Ukraine, and oh, just a coincidence, just after that meeting with Burisma, all of a sudden we get this deal done. The United States with Ukraine. Yeah, you got five Bidens involved now, right? Six. Yeah, got Tito, Jermaine, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tito Biden. <laughs> well, and they're all on Michael. I mean, Joe's coattails. I mean, oh, yeah, there's only one are. that really has the talent. So I'm still hopeful that something's going to come of that. I'm with you on that. At some point. Because, again, because it's true. I know. <laughs> well, Truth, we'll it seems to rarely matter, but I'm, I'm still hoping. All right. Time to go around. See what you got today. It's not the biggest story that's out there, but it caught your attention. David, what's your story today? My story is kind of a throwback. Remember this story from a couple of months ago? This happened on Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Uh, moms at a public pool complained about a dude who was watching women and girls change in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, well, I identify as a woman. I have a human right to be here. And the people who run the pool told the mothers who were complaining, hey, you know, you could be arrested for complaining about this. We believe in human rights in, in Canada, is what they said at the time. Well, now Redux has identified the guy as someone who is a convicted pedophile. <laughs> 2019, the guy was 28 at the time. He was sentenced to 14 months in jail and 24 months probation for sexual interference against a young person. And that young person, well, he admitted to touching an 8-year-old girl on nine separate occasions uh, between December 2015 and September 2016. And during the sentencing, wouldn't you know it, this guy started identifying as a woman. You don't say. Weird, huh? So Redux was talking to a concerned citizen who'd been trying to get some an answers from the judge uh, about why this guy was allowed to access the aquatic center given his restrictions. And basically they said, well, the cops won't touch it because it's a trans issue now. 
The cops won't touch it because it's a trans issue. Yeah. So the mob wins. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Wow, man. That's really disappointing. I feel the tide turning on all this, though. Oh, I think so. I really do. I I desperately want to say that because I think it is. Yeah. But, man, I've been disappointed before. By the way, and this is something we'll get to a little bit later. Did you see the U.N.-backed report that is suggesting normalizing pedophilia? Yes. Oh, yeah, about not, not criminalizing sexual acts is what they say, yeah. Yeah, kids, I mean, they should be have a say of if they want to have sex with oh, older for people. God's Dude, when people were predicting the slippery slope eight years ago, and that will be the next thing, and I think a lot of us said, we're never going to get there. It's here. Where's the late, that, great Johnny Cash, man? <laughs> that makes you feel better? This is a, it always does. This yeah. is a moment. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Thank you. Yes. Cleanses my palate a little bit. All right, Scott, what's your story? Well, my story today comes to us from our friends at the Babylon Bee, and I just thought it was too good not to share with you. Okay. The story goes as this. After Walmart announced plans to close four store locations in dangerous Chicago neighborhoods, Chicago Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson issued a dire warning that they will leave many Chicagoans with fewer places to shoplift. (laughs) He went on to say citizens of this great city have the fundamental right to steal merchandise in their own communities (laughs) without resorting to traveling to other neighborhoods. If our youth don't have a safe place to work, shop, shoplift, loot, fight, do drugs, terrorize citizens, and smash windows, they may participate in riskier shoplifting, looting, and drug consuming in affluent communities where cops will actually bother to arrest them until my Soros-backed DA lets them back on the streets. We can't allow this to happen in this great city. Thank you again to the Babylon Bee for that. That... I thought it was too funny not to share. You need that. That's good. I did. Very cathartic. Thank you. Okay. And actually, it's probably closer to the truth. In some ways, yes. It usually is with those guys. Um, for my story today, <laughs> actually, it is one of the bigger stories, but there's a part of it I don't think you're going to hear. Okay. You've probably seen where Fox News and Dominion have the big trial going on. Oh, yeah. The lawsuit. Over a billion dollars. Okay. I want to play you part of the coverage today on Good Morning America from ABC. All right. And I'm going somewhere with this, but here's here's how they're covering it. This morning, after a 24 hour delay, Fox News is about to go on trial for defamation, accused of recklessly spreading misinformation about the 2020 election. There has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election. After one time, Trump attorney Sidney Powell repeatedly appeared on Fox News to accuse Dominion of helping rig the election. Host Tucker Carlson texted her to say, I hope you will prove that very soon. If you don't have conclusive evidence, it's a cruel and reckless thing to keep saying. Okay. Yet days later, Carlson went on TV to say this. You've heard a lot over the past few days about the security of our electronic voting machines. And this is a real issue. Dominion said Fox News. (laughs) Dude. Oh, One thing doesn't have anything to do with the other, and I'm sorry, but the current vice president actually talked about that a few years ago when she was a senator, actually said, I was at a demonstration where they changed votes on these electronic voting machines. Okay. The way they just presented that news is an absolute lie. (laughs) Yes. I mean, 
when we say enemy of the people, what is meant by that is that is a news organization that's telling its viewers this is how this story unfolded, and it's not true. They're misrepresenting on purpose. Dude, Dude I went back because I remember talking about it on this show. Tucker Carlson on Fox had tried to get Sidney Powell to come on his show. She wouldn't go on because she didn't have the facts, right? Yeah. Okay, you heard how that was just represented. Mm -hmm. This was the clip that we played at the time. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. You remember this at the time, too, because conservatives are saying, Tucker Carlson's bought and paid for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's part of the left. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority, they told us Powell has never given them any evidence either, nor did she provide any today at the press conference. Powell did say that electronic voting is dangerous, and she's right. We're with her there. But she never demonstrated that a single actual vote was moved illegitimately by software from one candidate to another. Not one. Okay, this is important. Why are we telling you this? We're telling you this because it's true. And in the end, that's all that matters, the truth. It's our only hope. It's our best defense. And it's how we're different from them. Yes. And so as I was watching that unfold on ABC, I'm like, you lying sons of unreal. That's not how it played out. Now, as far as some of the other hosts, I, I didn't see those shows at the time. I don't know. My question to you, David, as a former news guy, if you have the sitting president's attorney saying, hey, we have this. Yeah. And it's going to be, what was it? We're going to unleash the Kraken? Yeah. That was the quote. The Kraken. Well, that, Yes. That in and of itself is news, isn't it? That that is news. Uh, yeah, you can you. Yeah, I think I remember. Later on, you could say, "Well, that person was full of crap." Yeah, I remember. But is it news at the time? I don't understand. Yeah, it's somebody who claims to be representing the president of the United States or the outgoing president of the United States, and so that is, I would say, a bona fide news interview. Um, you know, there there was some analysis of the whole Dominion lawsuit against uh, Fox News, and they were talking specifically about Maria Bartiromo, who Mm -hmm. was one of the ones who did kind of get into the waters of, you know, wondering whether or not Dominion was corrupt and was changing votes. But even then, it's a pretty thin case that that Dominion has against her. And so but the the one thing that's weird to me is and is that the Tucker Carlson thing is completely off base. They just throw his name out there because he's the most popular host on Fox News. No, right? that's absolutely right. But yeah, he was not ever really in on the like, yes, absolutely, the Kraken lady is telling the truth. If that's no. your takeaway from Tucker Carlson, then you have been misled. I remember people saying, well, I'm going to Newsmax. I'm done. Tucker's a leftist stooge. I'm like, hold on a second. Does this lady have the goods or not? It doesn't seem like she does. And it wasn't long after that that her and Rudy went out there, and it was the hair dye running down his face, and it was an absolute freaking debacle. (laughs) I still have the visual visual in my head. Yes. 
Like, oh my goodness, what has it's happened? Like, he's got all like the vodka's coming out of his pores and just <laughs> running down his, you know. It's yeah, I'm just, thinking this golly. once highly esteemed mayor yeah. is like America's mayor. What's going on? Threw and these people away. are representing Trump. Oh my yeah. gosh, what a disaster this is. But yeah, for legacy media to, you know, play that story like that, just I think as we say, they lie every day. Pretty true. Okay, got to get to a news update. A story about a guy giving a panda the Heimlich maneuver. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> what? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> Fox News, New York City mayor pushing for plant-based diet to save the planet. And communists never change, do they? <laughs> that's... No, that was really... That was something that during the Great Leap Forward in communist China that Mao's people came up with because people were starving and livestock were dying off or being shipped out to Russia and some Western uh, countries. And so the whole thing was uh, we need to do our part, and it's actually healthier if you just have a plant-based diet. Except then the peasants were like, yeah, but you've killed all our crops too. So, well, that's why you got to eat the bugs, all right? Just eat the bugs. Then they went to a dirt-based diet. Yeah. Then they went to a we're dead now diet. Yeah. <laughs> Less food that way, right? That's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is just anecdotal stuff that I'm bringing up real quick on that topic. Okay. There's been a lot of livestock mysteriously die. Yeah. Yes. In the last year or two, and well, in Texas, David. Yeah. How many? Eighteen thousand dairy cow, uh, dairy cows. Okay, when people are just talking where they don't have to fear judgment, they're like, something's going on. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. That's not an accident. There are a lot of people that believe that something is really happening and it's being orchestrated. And you can say, well, that's Looney Tunes. That's crazy. I'm just telling you, there are people really worried about what's going on. And especially after COVID and being lied to from the people in charge, the trust is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. And people don't know what is happening. And yeah. that's what happens, man. You lose trust in, you know, your leaders. Everything that's happening that doesn't make sense, you look around. Why are we not prosecuting criminals? What's going on with lives? What is happening? There's only six in the world that we know about pyromaniac cows. <laughs> the breed is very rare. <laughs> We're losing it all and you're making jokes. I know. <laughs> Firestarter cows. Yes. Yeah. Def Leppard fans. There, pyromaniacs. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I saw this story out of China. Uh, zookeeper going viral because he saved a panda's life. Give him the Heimlich. What? Yes. Really? Uh, the panda's name is Ching Ching. He's eight. Why are you laughing at his name? Ching Ching is just a funny name. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a currency exchange. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they gave him some carrots as a treat, and he choked on one. So the breeder you know, slapped him on the back a few times. It wasn't working, so he lifted the panda up and did the Heimlich over and over. Would it be the worst thing in the world for us to just let pandas go extinct? They're not very good at surviving. Cute. They're cute. You wouldn't give one the Heimlich to save it? No, Even but I might give it a bear hug. <laughs> Man. Hello. This is the Markley Van Camp Robert Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on today. David, thank you for keeping it all organized. What's next? <laughs> well, we got uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the Dorcas, testifying in front of a Senate committee today, and he got nailed to the wall by Senator Ron Johnson after he tried the usual the barter. The barter is the, the barter is secure. <sighs> Gosh dang it, man. One time I wish we could get the dog collar on that guy, and every time he lies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we just roll this? Yep. Senator, let me let me um, first communicate a premise, which is we are very, very focused on the security of our border. No, no, you're not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, just not. shut up, Ron Johnson. You're not. No, you're not. No, See, you're not. I was trying to tell myself before the show, don't don't get too excited today, okay? <laughs> I can't take it. Oh, boy. The gaslighting from this clown. No, no you're I'm not. A... No, you're not. I, I don't want to listen to that. So, <laughs> I just... Good for Ron Johnson. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of this. Yes. You say this all the time. You're not telling the truth. You're a liar, and I don't want to hear it. I mean, just listen. I don't have much time. Do you know how many bodies, dead bodies, were discovered? Wow, Senator, this is precisely why we are seeking to. Do you, do you um, know? Make sure. Not, I'm not. I'm not looking for a. You know. Do you know how many dead bodies were discovered in 2022? What's the number, Senator? It's you're, okay. You're, so, okay, it's 890. Wow. He's got all his talking points, talking about Mayorkas, and he's just going to go after him. Senator, uh, what we have been really focused on is to make sure this doesn't happen. That's why we need a safe and secure immigration system that's been broken for years. No, man. You and Biden opened the border. We all know it. Okay? And it's been awful for pretty much everyone involved. Well, outside of the people that made it through and out of jobs. I was just going to say, yeah. And we'll vote for Democrats. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how many kids drown in that river or got put into human trafficking? Yeah. I mean, and as far as in the United States, <laughs> you know, the media loves to talk about how we're irredeemably racist and uncaring as a country. That's what our media is with this particular mm -hmm. topic, because you're turning a blind eye to something that's absolutely awful that's happening to people. And it's all for political gain. It's freaking disgusting. And minorities. Yes. Yeah. Well, isn't that pretty much liberalism? Always pretending to care about those less fortunate? They don't really care because the policies hurt them worse than anybody. Look at what happened with defund the police. Yeah, once the usefulness is no longer needed, off you go. Gosh. They don't care. Unreal. Okay. Let's go, well, north of the border. Canada, what's going on there? Yeah, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has uh, quit Twitter because they don't like being labeled as government-funded media, even though they are government-funded. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, now Embrace this, it! This is incredible. Twitter initially labeled it as 70% government-funded, but the CBC said, well, it's less than 70%, so then, well, Twitter... Change the label to saying they are 69% government funded. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. I think I think the uh, there there is a, a, a pundit named uh, Bridget Fetisy who put it really well a few days ago. That we had I, her on the show yeah, years ago. I, yeah, <laughs> she said, "You know what? I love how Elon Musk basically behaves like all of us on this platform, except he owns the joint." It's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, true. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Fidel Castro's illegitimate son is mad about it because his conservative rival, Pierre Poilievre, was the one who asked Twitter to label the CBC accurately. Oh, roll it. He runs to American billionaires, the tech giants that they continue to defend in committee and in their, uh, in their approach on our legislation to make tech giants pay their fair share. Conservatives okay, always- this guy's despicable for yes, a lot of different reasons, bad, right? Bad person. Okay, tell me this, because you've heard him speak probably more than I have, David. Maybe you have too, Scott. You know how Gavin Newsom, once he's out away from a script, is not very good at all. No. Yeah. And he reminds me in some ways of Trudeau. Is he the same way? Uh, yeah, he is, except uh, uh, Fidel Castro Jr. is a little bit more commie than, than Gavin Newsom. Openly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. But I mean, as far as just, he's not very yeah. good at the craft of being a politician. No, They're both no, no. plastic it, people. They're just yeah. m- models. It's about the that, look more than anything else. Yeah, it's right. just robotic-y and plastic and... No soul. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Conservatives are always there to defend them. So when they're trying to attack a foundational Canadian institution, <laughs> the fact that he has to run to American billionaires for support to attack Canadians says a lot. You got attack Canadians. Quit lying. Yeah, why? Who's, a, who's attacking yeah, you? Why, why are you saying that uh, calling something government-funded is an attack? I thought you loved the government. I thought the government had everybody's best interests in mind. That should be a badge of honor, right? I would think so, yeah. You would think. By the way, speaking of Elon Musk, he was on Tucker's show last night. Yeah. Okay. You saw it, Scott. Yeah, I did. Some of it, anyway. I told David before the show today, uh, you know, sometimes we'll grab audio bits from, you know, the show. Um, I didn't know what to get, to be honest. I watched the whole thing, and at the end, and after you had recommended... I watched the 60 Minutes piece yeah. on AI, yeah. and after seeing those both back-to-back, you're like, what are we looking at here with artificial intelligence? Yeah. We're not ready for this. No. We've said this for a long time, but it seems like it's knocking on the door now. Well, this thing went from zero yeah. to 60 in no time. Yes. So, well, at least part of it, when he was asked to give specifics of the danger that AI could pose to humanity, Elon Musk said, If you have a super intelligent AI that is capable of writing incredibly well and in a way that is very influential, you know, convincing, and then is constantly figuring out what is more convincing to people over time, and then enter social media, for example, Twitter, but also Facebook and the others, um, and potentially manipulating public opinion in a way that's very bad, how would we even know? Yeah. As I'm watching that, I turned to my wife and I said, that's sort of happening now with legacy media because they lie to people all the time, but this is on another level. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know what's real or not because you could make videos and actually put videos of people talking that you would think were real, but it was actually artificial intelligence. It wasn't the real person saying it. You've already heard that stuff with the voices. Mm -hmm. You can do that with video too and images. Well, and then, you know, 
you throw in in a presidential election and man it it all hell is going to break loose i mean it, it really is i'm not trying to be a doom and gloom guy just trying to tell you what the truth is yeah. where we are as a society as a species are not ready to combat the level of disinformation that's going to be pumped out there sometimes willingly and then you add into the mix the idea that some of these ai technologies they are starting to become what may be described as pretty close to self-aware yes and, and able to lie on purpose well yeah the one that they were featured on 60 minutes it learned a foreign language that it was not taught to learn it figured it out on its own mm -hmm. <laughs> the look on david's face in like 10 <laughs> seconds because i know you didn't see it yeah. yes dude yeah i mean incredible you know, over time, it, well, it was like the, I mean, and this is just chess, but to help you understand how it teaches itself, it constantly plays through scenarios and then learns from it. So what was the the chess AI? Yeah. I mean, I think they started it at eight. It had never played chess before. No. If I remember this right. At noon, it was beating somebody that was pretty good at chess. By four in the afternoon, it was like grandmaster level and then, you know, by what, seven o'clock at night, it's you can't beat it. Mm -hmm. It had come up with strategies that have never been used in chess before because it's playing 10,000 games a day and keeps learning. Yeah. It can learn and more and more. Absorbing it yes. and holding yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Even crazier. Right. But yeah, how it can be used in a number of different ways to just fool people. Yeah. It, it's beyond, man. Beyond. Okay. If you need, you know, I can see it in your eyes, Scott. You need something to just loosen you up a little bit. Something I would like different. Something. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to hear, you know, Johnny Cash. I so do. Played yeah. before, you know, when there are bad people out there and you just want to. Tell them that God's going to cut them down. Yeah. Tell them that God's going to cut them down. I do. I love playing that clip. Um, there's this dude. Um who does a pretty decent Johnny Cash, and he did Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise in the style of Johnny Cash. <laughs> and I thought that's you would enjoy this. That's funny, before it starts, yeah. It, it, it's pretty interesting. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life, and I realize there's nothing left. He's spending most of her life living in a gangster's paradise. <laughs> He's spending most of her life living in a gangster's paradise. See, the internet can still be good for some things. Like that. Okay. Much more to get to. Um, Taiwan is preparing for a potential China invasion. And the education secretary says it was the right decision to close down schools? Really? All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this, Taiwan preparing for a potential China invasion and is now set to purchase 400 U.S. land-launched missiles. Uh, anything stand out to you as far as that headline? Maybe not. Well, I'm just glad we had some stuff left over, you know, from the that. Ukraine y yard sale that we've been having. Yes. Um, they had to go in the back and get them, but they yeah. were there. <laughs> right. 
Okay, and maybe this is the wrong attitude to have. Sometimes you can't help where your mind goes. I was just glad the leader of Taiwan didn't try to shame us into just giving it. Right. They're like, no, we'll buy it. Yeah. It wasn't the old Zelensky. Hey, you're not doing your part. We need it. Yeah, well, Taiwan doesn't have any dirt on Joe Biden, so. That's probably true. Sometimes it's just the framing of it. And I, and I, again, that could be the wrong attitude to have with Zelensky. And I understand if you're the president of Ukraine, you're trying to get as much as you possibly can. But every once in a while, you're thinking, hey, a please and thank you would be nice. <laughs> anyway, so do you expect China to invade Taiwan in the next three months? Yes. David? Next three months, no. Uh, I shouldn't say the next three months. You're right. That's pretty current. Within the next year? Okay. Yeah. So as soon as you thought a bet might be coming on this show, you changed your tune, Scott. Well, he was very adamant about that, and I'm like, <laughs> he's, he, knows something, he knows something I don't know. I hope not, man. I really hope not. Well, I hope not either. Um, I, I still just don't think that they are in a position where they can afford to do it. I mean, for all the bluster with China, their economy is still extremely fragile if not outright collapsing. I mean, you've got people, because they, they basically had a state-mandated Ponzi scheme with the real estate market where they were yep. issuing mortgages for people on homes that hadn't been built yet in order to finance the homes that were being built and all that, and people were protesting. They, the state locked down the bank so people couldn't withdraw their money. Uh, the thing is kind of falling apart, and I think it really just depends on what happens with Russia and how much money uh, those two can get together and raise uh, by uh, implementing strategic partnerships around the world. But right yeah. now, as it stands, I don't think they're financially in a position to where they could afford it. They're always rattling the sabers. You know, as far as, oh, hey, you met with the leader of Taiwan in the United States. You do mm -hmm. that again. Mm -hmm. We're coming. That right. sort of crap. It was interesting. I heard an interview with Heather McDonald, and she's got a book out today, When Race Trumps Merit. She was talking about just basically, well, different styles of parenting. <laughs> and she was talking about parenting in China as far as what your grades are going to be, what activities you're going to be in. It's not this sort of negotiable thing. It's you're going to play two musical instruments, and you're going to get straight A's. Yeah. And you're going to study this many hours a day. That's just what's expected and how far China is ahead of us when it comes to academics. And, and part of that in the book is she's talking about affirmative action because that's going to be, you know, the Supreme Court's going to rule on that shortly. Um, but she talked about how universities are in this bizarre position. This was an interview with Megyn Kelly. I thought you would find this interesting. These universities are in this bizarre position of claiming that they are somehow racist institutions that if they don't have 13% black uh, student body at UC Berkeley or at Harvard or at Yale, it's because they are discriminating. Well, if that's the case, tell us who the discriminators are and get rid of them. But the reason is not discrimination. It's the fact that, for instance... Uh-oh. And then you get to the stats. And she starts railing off these stats. You're like, well, she's just giving facts, but no one wants to talk about this stuff. 66% of black 12th graders do not possess even partial mastery of basic 12th grade math skills defined as doing 
able to do arithmetic or recognize a linear function on a graph. 66%? Wow. Isn't that far worse than what you would imagine? Yes. Yes, far worse, actually. Oh, my goodness. That's the problem. And instead, America is tearing down every meritocratic institution on the phony charge of racism. It has to end. In that interview, she gets into medical schools and different statistics and people being led into medical school that honestly should not be in medical school. And she goes on to talk about it'll be to the point where some people will go to a doctor's office. And if you happen to see there's three different doctors, maybe they're different races. And the person's going to think, well, I know one got into school that wasn't all that sharp as far as the scores go. And do you really want that? No. And and it's not fair to the doctor of color that got great grades all the way through. It's not fair to anybody. Well, it's like I heard a comedian say one time, somebody finished last in that doctor's class, <laughs> and I don't want that guy operating on me. But we don't know that. No, it's pass or fail. Yeah. Somebody, but if, but somebody if you finished have, last. If you yeah. have an analytical mind, yes. you're like, well, what are the chances here? Hmm. No, it's, it's bad all the way around. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, well, we've got Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security secretary, still saying the border is secure. We're working tirelessly, laser-focused on securing the border while we let a bunch of people in. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, secur- securing the border for, for who? I, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> but securing yeah, the border right. for the cartels who are bringing exactly. in people yes. and drugs. He didn't specifically say who. Yeah. Also in Fantasyland, <laughs> the uh, education secretary says, heck yeah, closing down schools all that time. That was that was the right thing to do, according to the science. Golly. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Based on what? Everything we know now? The science of feelings. Oh, my goodness. And the U.N. back report suggesting normalizing pedophilia. All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So it was the right decision to close down the schools. Said who? The education secretary, Miguel Cardona. He is testifying oh. <laughs> on Capitol Hill. And Yeah, there's another guy. Yeah. There's another guy. All these incompetent people running these... It, of course we should have kept him closed. Yes, they still should be closed. Yeah. Uh, Shut up. Well, he was asked whether or not shutting down schools across the country during the pandemic was the right call. God. And, I mean, obviously the data would tell you no, it was no. not the right call. Um, and so, anyway, uh, the question came from Representative Andy Harris. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not hearing that audio. It's I'm I'm hearing it but I'm hearing it out of one channel only, so. No. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I hear know. it on both. You can play it, David. <laughs> here, let, let me let me pull this up here. Uh do, you do, still do, can't do, hear do, it. Do. Still can't hear it. No. Okay. Let's see here. I can uh, hear do, it. Do, 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 do. All right. This is live. During the pandemic, I was serving as do, commissioner Scott? of education. I didn't do anything. And the decision <laughs> to uh, I don't know what temporarily close schools to protect at students at and no, families and educators no. was made at the, the local test? level, and it was the right decision. Did we lose in those audio? Communities. I don't know. <laughs> we must have. Man. I think, I think cameras fixated on me. Here. Am I the only one that doesn't know about this? So anyway, the guy. So Miguel Cardona it's says, 
that, yeah, I think it was the right decision. Obviously, it was the right decision uh, to do this. And the Mm -hmm. interesting thing to me is that he tries to play both sides of this. He says, well, these were decisions that were made at the local level. Uh, So we didn't really, nobody really shut down schools in the federal government. But then he takes credit for reopening schools. And the whole point from the uh, Andy Harris, the representative asking the question, when Miguel, Miguel Cardona comes back and says, well, I mean, we, within nine months, we had like 90% of schools open in America. And Andy Harris says, well, I, I hope so. The pandemic was over. Well, yes. <laughs> Golly. I remember the first time that guy was being questioned. And yeah. at that time, he was being asked about biological males playing female sports. And it was the mush mouth BS walk around, never answering the question, and you knew where it was headed. Gosh, it's got to be the worst administration in this country's history. Well, it's just as far as destruction that China started working on a COVID vaccine in the fall of 2019. That's something we just learned. Where'd you see that at? Because I've I've seen that around before. Um, this came off hot air this morning. The closest thing to a smoking gun in the full Senate report is the evidence that researchers affiliated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology began working on a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2, the virus, of course, as we know, that causes COVID-19, mm-hmm. before almost anyone else in the world had heard of the virus. November of 2019 also appears to be the time frame and the researchers began development of at least two SARS-CoV-2 vaccines. Further evidence, of course, the Chinese government knew it was dealing with well, a they, contagious virus. Yeah, the timeline that uh, different intelligence agencies have been able to put together in different, you know, non-U.S.-based, uh, well, not that's not even fair, non-U.S. government-related organizations have been uh, putting together is that it was probably late August or early September of 2019 when they noticed that there was some problem, some new pneumonia that was going around. And you see some trickling reports out of uh, Wuhan about this. The only problem is that the scientists who were working on this and who were trying to blow the whistle on it, something happened to them. Yeah. They, They seemed to disappear or like fall out of buildings. It was weird. You know, on that topic, completely different story, though. I heard Dr. Scott Jensen talking with Jordan Peterson about what happened to him. He was uh, a doctor in Minnesota and also a senator there. But he noticed something odd in April of 2020. He got the message from the CDC that, hey, if you had someone in your care that maybe they had cancer. But then in late stages, they died you know, and they did have COVID. It was the cancer that killed them, but they happen to have COVID. Go ahead and mark that as a COVID death. Yeah. And he, you know, was like, well, hold, hold on a second. This is this is not good because if you've got someone that had, say, heart disease and they ended up in the hospital and then happened to get COVID, but you knew it was heart disease was the reason they died, that could be misleading because in the studies for people that provide medicine for heart disease, they could say, well, it wasn't heart disease that killed him. Yeah. You know, our medicine's working. There was, he laid out all these different reasons why that was awful. And so it wasn't soon after that he was under investigation because he wasn't following exactly the way they wanted him to play it. 
And he got railroaded. And he was lab- labeled someone who was misinforming people. Yes. Of course. All these organizations have been weaponized in the last couple of well, years. Well, there needs to be a congressional investigation into this. I mean, big time. Yes. They need to bring out the big guns for it. And then you almost get sad yeah. because you know David's going to say nothing's going to happen. Nothing, nothing's going to happen out of it. I, I don't. I don't. I, it, the House is doing something. In fact, they're having a hearing today about the origins of COVID nineteen. What I, what I want is I, I don't want any lawmaker anywhere near it. I don't. I want a nine eleven commission style yeah. panel to be put together. Put together this report. Yeah. And I know nobody's going to be held accountable, but we have to have the truth out there about why certain things were done, namely categorizing, uh, categorizing things as COVID deaths that were not actually COVID deaths. Why would they do that? I mean, part of it, uh, again, and one of the reasons why I would like to have some sort of panel actually investigating this is because I think we are entitled to know, was it malfeasance or incompetence? Because it could easily be either or, maybe a combination of both. Because, boy, it's really convenient that after the 2020 election, suddenly you have a lot of state health agencies uh, rewriting the book a little bit, saying, you know what, we did actually overcount uh, pediatric COVID deaths, for example. Boy, we really overcounted a lot of those. Mm -hmm, uh, Right. Like in California, what was it, one hospital system, they overcounted by 50%. Because you'd have that a kid right. being treated for cancer, and then they had COVID, and they died from the cancer, but they had COVID at the time. And then that gets put into the database, though, as a COVID death, especially targeting children, which, going back to the schools thing, was one of the justifications for keeping schools closed. Well, children are dying from this. Well, they really, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. It's terrible. And I can't help but think, okay, who benefited from all of this? And you can name it. It doesn't prove anything, but it always goes through your mind. Okay. By the way, we'll switch gears. This is insane. And I happen to see this at Daily Wire. I saw it some other places, too. Grab the story from there. The United Nations-backed report published last month, just really getting attention now, suggests global leaders normalize pedophilia. By allowing children to legally decide on engaging in sexual activities with adults. Jeez. Holy cow. You know, when people had said, you know, that's going to be the next step. I mean, you want to know why you've got trans activists in grade schools and talking about kindergarten. There's a reason for all of this. David would simply say, they want to diddle your kids. Uh, I mean, I... I think there are. I mean, there's basically three categories in the in the current uh, keyboard mash community. Uh, there are people, I think, who are mentally ill and really are convinced that people are out to get them and, and hurt them. And we need to address that separately from mm-hmm. the liberal fools who think that they're doing the right thing because, well, after all, we've been conditioned to just automatically accept everything as a gay rights issue and not actually use any sort of common sense whatsoever. And then you do actually have well, the, the pe- doctors at the Boston Children's yeah. Hospital said this was the best thing we could do is, you know, gender yeah. affirming care for the right. kids. So I guess there's a fourth category. There's obviously the profit motive as well. And then, of course, uh, category number four is there are bad people who just want to diddle your kids. That's it, yeah. pretty simple, actually. 
You know, I'll read just from the story. It says, wrapped inside a human rights-based analysis on the impact of criminal laws prescribing sexual and reproductive health rights, consensual sexual activity, and gender ideology, the International Committee of Jurists, UNAIDS, and the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights published the report, which calls for offenses related to sex, drug use, HIV, sexual and reproductive health, homelessness, and poverty to be decriminalized. Um, well, that's a laundry list of things. Yes, they Holy wrap cow. it all in there. Yeah. And it goes on to say authors of the report further advise lawyers, judges, and law enforcement to consider, quote, the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual Jeez. conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Whoa. I know what you're thinking right now, Robbins. I'm just going to do it for you. Tell me God's going to cut him down. Tell me God's going to cut him down. Yeah, that's why. Other news out there, uh, people still talking about Bud Light. Um, And one of the interesting things that's happened over the last couple of days is you've had a lot of Republicans say, yeah, as far as the people organizing a boycott, good. Let somebody know. I mean, finally, play the left at their own game. Donald Trump Jr. said, nah, yeah. what they did was terrible. What else? But, hey, they give to Republicans like 60 to 40 percent. Yeah. So? Yeah. Yeah. I feel I mean, again, I, so. right. the whole the whole Trump draw was right. He, he was self-financing his campaign. He wasn't going to be beholden to donors and all this stuff. And now, yes, his his son, one of the chief spokes, uh, spokesmen for his campaign is out there saying, well, we got to be beholden to the donors. That sucks, man. It just, it just it it sucks. That's the only word that that comes to mind for me. Yes, I totally agree. Again, man, I, I I'm floored by it to be honest. So again, the guy that doesn't need any of that corporate money, he knows how the game is played. Yet the son is saying, "Well, yeah, but they yeah they're okay." Well, no, and. National Republican Committee saying, hey, well, we should take it easy on this. No. What are you standing up for? And again, people can say, oh, my gosh, it was one marketing person. Okay. Well, have they been fired? Well, it's one marketing person who went through a lot of other people to get there. Yeah, but they were telling the tale for a little while. Well, that was not it. The uh, the higher-ups didn't even know about this. Sure. I don't believe that at all either. And so, again, there are... Some conservatives saying, okay, well, what do we want out of this? Well, I think they want an apology. Say, sorry, we went down this trans line. That's not our values. We're not going to do that ever again. But, see, they can't do that. And this whole Trump Jr. thing's getting a lot of play, too. Not in a good way. I mean, if he were on the board of directors of Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, nobody would say anything. But, you know. Yes, they would. They still would. Yeah. I mean, it's just still a bad look. So you think and that you agree bad oh for, for for the trumps yeah and when when Donald Trump goes out there and takes Disney's side just because of he's threatened by yeah. the political rise of Ron DeSantis that's pathetic man I got this story <laughs> I would say it lightens it up a little bit it, in a way it does in a way it doesn't it's just one of those ones that will make you shake your head um 
I haven't been around kids' shows in a while, so David, I'll ask you since you got a couple of toddlers. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Bluey? Yeah, Bluey's hilarious. That's one of the the few uh, kids shows that I that I actually like. Okay, um, what is Bluey? They're they're dogs from Australia or something, but they just uh-huh. have cute family uh, family time together. They play with each other. They're nice to each other. It's fun. Well, did you know Bluey can destroy your kid's body image? <laughs> why they're like rectangular blue dogs well there's a new episode bluey's parents step on a scale and express dissatisfaction with the numbers they see (laughs) and bluey's dad tells his kids you know i need to exercise more people freaked out that's gonna damage kids body image (laughs) okay (laughs) it could lead to dangerous problems like eating disorders what is that Somebody said, kids do not need to be watching parents hate on their bodies or exercise to get thinner. They missed a big opportunity. No, they they need to be watching videos about how to chop their wieners off. That's what they need. <laughs> not about healthy habits and lifestyle changes. Come on. No, Bluey said, needs to become pinky. <laughs> Body checking and needing to exercise because we're not happy with our body are actually disordered ways of thinking and behaving. Oh, please. Yeah, stop. Geez, man, I'll tell you. What do you think healthy is? Being a tub of goo? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Isn't that something to model your kid? Hey, yeah, we all want to be healthy and at a healthy weight. That doesn't... God. Gosh, the whole world has lost its mind. All right, news update. Straight ahead, ready. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, every time I look up at the news monitor Fox has on, oh. what happened in Chicago over the weekend? Yeah. That white girl that just gets beaten up by a mob for, yeah. like, no reason. She no. drug around. Yep. Just beaten. Oh my goodness, it's so infuriating. Yeah. What's going on there in other cities? I know you got a news update, David. Yeah. What's going on? I, I have a huge update. It's a yes. it's a gigantic update. It's enormous. Okay. I'm I'm jiggling with anticipation here. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but he's I'm... jiggling with anticipation. Yes. Man. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is talking to potential donors, thought leaders staffers and others to discuss a possible campaign for president in 2024 just go away yeah that's the guy everyone wants right now okay so he's going to play it as he's the guy that can go after trump isn't Uh, that what he said in the past couple of months i guess but so this play is to make sure you continue your gig on you know some legacy media outlet as the token republican right Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I wonder if some of the super PACs that have gotten together supporting DeSantis want him to run to do nothing but take shots at Trump. I mean, he was in the room where a lot of stuff went down. He might have some goods. That being said, man, I mean, Trump just kind of whipped the hell out of him. Golly. I I mean, just that, that one video where they're doing a campaign event and Chris Christie gave some opening remarks and then you heard him on the hot mic, Trump... Chris, the plane's over there. It's over there. Get on it. Now. Yeah, it's time time for you to go. He's going to team up with J.B. Pritzker. It's a new party. It's the G-O-O party. (laughs) Vote goo. (laughs) I get him out. (laughs) Now. This is the Marky Van Camp. All you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, he had a White House fence jumper. Really? Remember, that we was got a, a big jumper. thing. We got a jumper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this time it was a toddler who on the north side of the uh, of the White House, there's this plaza that you can, you know, where you can see it, but there's a gate. And a lot of people, well, a few people over the years have hopped it trying to talk to the president about this or that or whatever. This was a toddler who squeezed through the bars and got on <laughs> to the grounds. <laughs> Secret Service got him. They they tackled him, but not that hard. I'm just, they didn't really tackle him. They they collected him and reunited the, the toddler with the parents. Okay. True international depression. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it's out, look man. at any time, but it's just funny when it's a toddler getting <laughs> yeah, through the fence. Joe Pressure Biden. Joe Biden was at the window saying, let me smell him. Oh, boy. Golly. By the way, speaking of Biden, and maybe you saw this. It's been covered all over the place. It was in the New York Post talking about the electric car mandates. How in the end that is going to hurt our working class and boost China. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Of course. <laughs> I like the way it reads. In its latest pro-China, anti-working class move, yeah. the Biden administration <laughs> aims to force two-thirds of new cars to be all electric by 2032. EPA plans to ratchet up emission standards starting with the 2027 model year to force automakers to sell ever fewer gas-powered and even hybrid cars. Hybrid not even good enough. Man. All electric. The point is to leave both sellers and buyers with no choice except all electric vehicles so it's not clear that the industry can even produce 10 times the EVs it does now. Did you know car makers actually lose money on every EV sale now? I don't think I did. I did wow. not know that. No. Per Kelly Blue Book, the average EV price is $58,940. And they lose money on that? That's what it said. The nor do EVs actually much reduce carbon emissions because the electricity that powers them is itself mainly the product of burning carbon fuels and will remain so for the foreseeable future unless America suddenly starts building a lot more nuclear power plants. (gasps) That's when the left freaks out. Even though there are a lot of people on the left, as far as... (laughs) The really intelligent people say, you know, nuclear is really a great option. But there are so many people programmed to think nuclear bad. Yeah. They can't even bring it up. They think Chernobyl. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we're not surprised Mm -mm. by any of that. But, I mean, that's the thing. If people don't vote on things, the Biden administration just figures out a way to jam things through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's the whole tailpipe emissions proposal that they're they're putting into place. The whole game there is to rig the market to favor electric vehicle production, which as the Wall Street Journal columnist points out, that really does help China in a big way cuz well, that's where we get the batteries. And meanwhile, no, I didn't plan on doing this 
Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, just and meanwhile, every opportunity to develop materials here in the United States is being blocked by his current Secretary of the Interior, yes. who also Deb Holland couldn't explain the rationale behind it. Didn't know the ba- we had the clip last week. It was remarkable, where she was being asked over and over again about basic uh, proposals and regulations that she's put into place, and she could not answer the questions about it. Okay. That was astounding. Hmm. I was going to put you on the spot because I have a pretty decent idea what the answer would be. If someone says to you, hey, this whole thing with climate change, we're if we don't do something now, we're going to be all dead in 15 years. What do you say to that person? That's not I just say, well, that's not true. And if they say based on what? Based on facts and science. Right. I mean, what? What they, I mean, we've read it all and we know what it is. I think you're better at recalling facts off the top of your head than a lot of people. I mean, again, when you're looking at people that have been doing this for years that are honest about it, they'll talk about electric vehicles. It's this is not the answer. No, it really is not because it's you have all these people on the left are just buying into it 100 percent. Yeah. That's crazy. You have this story out of the failing New York Times of grandmas giving up on kids because of climate change. They're all going to die. Yeah, this is a piece written by a a clinical psychologist (laughs) named Mary uh, Pfeiffer. I'm sorry, the topic's not funny. It's Robbins. Well, grandmas giving up on their grandkids because they're all going to die. Nobody's actually doing that, but that's what this lady is saying. Uh, She says, we are informed, old ladies, are informed about climate change. We know. that it makes no sense to put money into college funds or save family heirlooms if our grandchildren will live on a planet with polluted air, land, and water and face unbearable temperatures and constant catastrophic storms. To secure our grandchildren's future, we must stop the burning of fossil fuels, plant trees, clean up our planet, and protect biodiversity. Which is not what electric vehicles do, but anyway. But, But they know, they saw it on The View... And just trust them with it because it's just the kids are going to die. So, Axel said so. So constant catastrophic storms. That's one of the best examples of how the doomsday climate cult has completely lost the plot. Because I think there are a lot of experts who will tell you, yeah, there, there is, man is contributing to a, a global rise in temperatures and whatnot. They'll talk about that. Degree and a half, correct? Yeah, they won't. However, they will not say that the world is going to end in 10 to 15 years. Anybody right. telling you that is selling you something. That's it. Agreed. Um, and they always talk about hurricanes. And I know I've talked about this a lot, but maybe some of you haven't heard it. Is that according to NOAA, this is the government agent, the U.S. government agency that oversees a whole lot of stuff, including the National Weather Service, says they do not have evidence that climate change is making hurricanes more frequent or stronger. It's not a thing that exists. Now, the damage from hurricanes has gotten more expensive, and that's because cities along the coasts are getting larger. You have more people, more buildings, more cars in the direct path of these storms, which do come up. It, it is part of nature. Then you're going to have more things damaged. But they actually do not have any scientific data that proves 
that hurricanes are getting more frequent or stronger. That's not a thing. But you, you know hear you sound it like? all the time on cable news, on the Today Show, on in legacy media that oh, we're getting so many more hurricanes coming in. Oh, my gosh, because of climate change. <laughs> Noah doesn't say that. No expert actually says that. You just sound like a climate denier. <laughs> sure. Yeah, those... That's what they always say. <laughs> I know. I know. You try to present facts and people won't have it. it happens all the time. You've said this about a number of different topics. Uh, you can present facts to people, intelligent people, but their mind's made up and it doesn't matter. And I think that's just one of those no, things. No, you get weary of talking to your shoe. You really do. It's like I, I get, there's nothing else I can say. Right. I'm not even going to have this com. I'm done having this conversation. Just done with it. You go off in, in your paranoid doomsday cult and do whatever you got to yeah. do, but uh, leave me alone. Well, there's yeah. another story out there, and this has nothing to do with the climate, unless they're you know, somehow saying, you know, you use up computer space, you're killing the planet. This digital hoarding, what? this is a thing? Yeah. Digital hoarding. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm somehow responsible for the planet being screwed up for that? What? Did I say you? Do you digitally hoard? I don't know if I do or not. What? Uh, what ex- you hoard other things, but I don't know if you Explain to me digitally. what digital hoarding is. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. I saw this in the New York Post. Uh, according to some research by the experts in the tech field, the average American has at least 40 apps installed on their phone but uses less than half of them. Uh, and millions of Americans have inboxes with more than 1,000 unread emails. 60% of Americans never delete any pictures or videos from any of their digital devices. Okay, and I do that. What's that? I was I was getting guilty there for a while. I yeah. do delete that stuff, but unread emails, yeah, I got a lot of those. I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, digital hoarding apparently does have consequences for mental health, and they do actually think there are some, as they describe it, comorbidities here. If you're you know, OCD or have ADHD, you're more likely to have this stuff because it's like it's one of those things where you think you'll get around to it or you're you're panicked about the idea of losing something and not being able to find it again that's me so that's that's digital hoarding that's happened to me (laughs) yeah yeah i always think i can't find and chances are i can't find it again yeah even though I've, i've stored it somewhere i mean i I've got, I, I guess you could call it digital hoarding, because I have like eight years of show material that, that is saved on my old uh, hard drive. Well, I, dude, if you're talking, you get into that territory with audio and things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. You don't know when you're going to need it. That's true. <laughs> that sounds like a hoarder. I know it does. <laughs> But every once in a while, we'll come across a topic and be like, hey, wasn't it like 2017? Didn't they say this? And you can go back and find it. You know, when Eisenhower built the interstate system, he still got the (laughs) the presser. And I just... No, I'm serious, man. This sounds loony. It sounds loony. I know it does. There have been things that have been scrubbed online. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. if we did not have clips of, you can't find it anymore. That's yeah. true. That is very true. Yeah, there yes. there are quite a few of those. And, and you know, sometimes it's just for comedy's sake. You have to, you know, have an old clip. And maybe it goes back even further than eight or nine years ago. Maybe it goes all the way back to 1992. How could I delete this audio of Hillary Clinton adopting a southern accent <laughs> on 60 Minutes while talking about 
uh, standing by her man, Bill yes. Clinton. You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. I'm sitting here because I love him and I respect him and I honor what he's been through and what we've been through together. And, you know, if that's not enough for people, then heck, don't vote for him. Then heck, don't vote for him. You know, I'm Hillary Clinton. Which from- makes me pull out a classic clip of Ted Nugent laughing at her. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hadn't heard in years. See? It is one of my favorites. I think I need a daily dose of Ted like that. Just whenever something stupid. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. There's much more going on. Oh, Biden's getting sued. You know by who? We will get to that and much more coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Remember Alex Berenson? He used to work at the New York Times. Talked a lot about what was going on with COVID at the time, and he got booted off of Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the book. He is suing. Joe Biden and Pfizer, by the way. And he's just putting it out there to people. Can't believe that this isn't being covered. I mean, can you imagine if I was, you know, suing Donald Trump in 3M and not Joe Biden and Pfizer? It'd be all over the place. Yeah. Which is true. Mm hmm. Um, in 2021, senior Biden administration officials did demand Twitter ban Alex Berenson. And so he's coming after him. We'll see where all of this goes. Be interesting. I mentioned this earlier. Heather McDonald, um, very smart lady. Manhattan Institute, she's written a lot of books, does a lot of research. Has a new book out today called When Race Trumps Merit. And talking about, you know, what we're looking at in America in 2023. And in the interview that I listened to, she covered, you know, whether it's jobs, the medical field, colleges, it's all equity. Got to have a certain number of people of color, which means if you're white or if you're Asian, it doesn't matter how well you do. Too many of you, especially too many Asians. And in the interview with Megyn Kelly, she was talking about the culture in raising kids and academics compared. And this is the part where I feel like She's at this place where she's going to speak what the facts are, and if people get their feelings hurt, so be it, but it needs to be said. And this is what she said. But let's not tear down standards. Uh, Let's make sure that those kids can succeed. Now, I would argue that at some point uh, the culture in those communities has to change. There are vast behavioral differences as well with regards to our students taking their textbooks home to study. Are they, are they staying home at night to do their homework? Are they out on the streets running with gangs? Are they involved in drugs? The black truancy rate in California is four times that of, the, of white students in California. Well, you could hear people would scream racism at just her giving those facts. Oh, yeah. It's just statistics. On average, black students spend a, less than a third at doing homework than Asian students. All of these very obvious noticeable behavioral differences in how students approach schools and how their parents regard academic achievement make a difference to deny that is to deny just common sense there's a very terrible uh 
destructive, self-destructive. But before she goes any further, at one part of the interview, she talks about Chinese parents. And if a kid came home with a B plus and then had to say, well, it doesn't happen. The B pluses aren't even tolerated. Right. Just to give you an idea of the difference in what's accepted, what's not. I, ideology in black communities that says that academic effort is acting white. So mm -hmm. if you're a, a black student who is studying, who is paying attention in class, you will be de demeaned as somehow, uh, you know, betraying your race. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, to me, it's interesting that you can get in trouble for, for saying that. But I, I will say this is I'll just talk about my people, the, the trailer park people in East Texas. Mm -hmm. We all know this. If you start to try to strive to do better academically, you'll have somebody spout off about how, oh, what, you think you're better than me? You think you're good? Well, you're going to be some sort of college boy? Yeah. You have it all the time, and it's because people with no future want to drag down everybody else. That's true. Well, I get to the very end part of what she is saying with you know this whole piece. Per se racist. The about time your... for racial etiquette and, and pussyfooting around these underlying problems is over. It's over. And we need to talk about it. Yeah. You just can't have people say, it's racist. No, let's talk about how to actually fix the problems. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Big story of the day is what, David? Uh, there are a few that are popping left and right here. I mean, you've got uh, the Senate grilling Alejandro the Dorcas Mayorkas, head of Homeland Security, who says, by the way, the border is is secure. And we're Did they working, get a dog collar on him yet? We're working tirelessly on it. No. Buzz him for so. every lie? No. There mm. was an issue with the connection of his microphone, though, and I wonder if that's just every time he speaks – uh, he gets the 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 goal is to get him as annoyed at the sound of his own voice as everybody else is <laughs> when they hear him speak. It's so maddening. Yeah, we will get to that. Scott Robbins, trifecta. You got your top three of the day. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Yellowstone might be ending because Costner and the creator can't get along. Really? All oh. coming up right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. This is a really fun turn of events here. Uh, <laughs> one of the times when I appreciate Junebug Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader. Call him Junebug because he's had a Junebug stuck in his throat since 1984. That's why he always looks like he's surprised he's caught in between decisions. Do I try to spit it out or do I swallow him? <laughs> Oh, he's in my windpipe. Can't do either. He's just going to live them there now. It's not Botox. He's just always surprised. Yep, I'm always surprised. I, I thought that Clarence would have packed up by now and left, but oh, buddy, he's going strong. So right now, uh, Democrats in the Senate are in a really tough position because Senator Dianne Feinstein uh, is senile, and she's been MIA for months. She's battling shingles now. And you've had some Democrats want to just laugh because Scott's reaction. She's got those jingles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're standing up for her. Now, now why this is... I, I am. The shingles can be very painful, I've been I told. understand. It doesn't matter if she's got the shingles or not. She can't do the job. And why yeah. wasn't she vaccinated? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she's got the shingles. She's been out. And now they're trying to replace her on the Senate Judiciary Committee which is the first step for the, the confirmation process for federal judges. And so the guy who chairs that committee, Dick Durbin of Illinois, Ugh. 
Yeah, Dick Durbin said, hey, <laughs> Chuck Schumer, can you do me a solid and uh, get the Republicans to go ahead and vote to replace her on the Senate Judiciary Committee? Because you need the whole Senate to do that. No. And the filibuster no. is in play. They can block no. it if they so choose. And Republicans are so choosing at this point. Uh, Mitch McConnell said, oh, no dice here. I've consulted my my spirit, June Bug, and Clarence says... <laughs> tough <laughs> so yeah yeah republicans are like no man this is your mess yeah if she exactly. resigns you know okay then there may be a yeah. maybe a conversation to be had there but but no she's still a sitting member of the senate and if she can't come in and do her job we're not going to bail you out no buy your own damn shop vac yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this so what dick durbin told a group of reporters on capitol hill about Republicans, he says, I hope they'll show a little kindness and caring for their colleague. Oh, She's in a delicate part of her life in her Senate service, and, and, and they should stand by her and give her a dignified departure from the committee. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> After what yeah. you animals did with yeah, Brett no Kavanaugh yeah, and everything else? No. Hell no. No way. Uh-uh. Yeah. I think a lot of people are feeling like that. Oh, one other thing before the uh, trifecta. Maybe you heard this guy. I know you love the show. Um, Yellowstone. Yeah. Future. Yeah. Is, I don't know if the future of the show is in doubt. The future with Kevin Costner is, you know, somewhat doubt. He's a big part of it. Well, apparently he's not getting along with the creator, Taylor Sheridan. Hmm. Taylor Sheridan's got his hand in about a million different things right now. Yeah. A lot of different shows. Um, an insider was quoted as saying, Taylor is the star of the show. He's the most important person on all of his shows. Ooh. So the first half of this season five ended in January. No word on when the second half is going to air. Or when Are they even filming. filming it right now? It says or when it will start filming. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was already in the can. I thought so, too. People are going to forget, man. you got to. Oh, I don't know about that. You can't go that long, though. Golly. That was a story from the New York And last Post. year wasn't great. It was good. They had great moments. The but... start of season five was better than season four. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. It's one of those things where, man, to get away from the real world for a while. Yeah. And to see some Rip Justice. It... Well, that's a spinoff. Rip Justice would be a great spinoff. <laughs> Just let Rip. Every week he goes into a major metropolitan city <laughs> and beats the hell out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would love that. All right. So you got a bunch of teens descending on a city, causing yeah. chaos and beating up people, and right. Rip shows up? Yeah. I'm in. He's stacking them like cordwood at the end of the show. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Everybody takes a trip to the train station. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. You ready for your three? Yeah. Are you ready? One, One two, three. Look you It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey King. Hey, hey, buddy. How are you? Okay. Good. Thank you. Thanks for I'm answering. Ready. He never answers anything. Three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, trans three. <laughs> I heard you. Number three, a transgender female basketball player is ruled ineligible. And just as a, a, a point of clarification, is this is a dude who is pretending to be a woman, right? That's right, okay. sir. Right. And I, we talk, talked about this. The WNBA, they're going to have to deal with this eventually. Some knucklehead's going to walk out there and go, hey, I'm a woman, and how are you going to stop me from playing? The woke WNBA. Mm -hmm. 
Well, a transgender female basketball player was barred from competing against biological females. This is in the WNBL One South, which is a women's semi-professional basketball team in Australia. Basketball Australia, the governing body of the sport, said that Lexi Rogers is ineligible to compete in elite or sub-elite basketball, including with the team called the Cobras in the NBL One South, which serves as a lower-tier league below the National Basketball League and the Women's Basketball Leagues that are playing there. Firstly, on behalf of the Basketball Australia, I'd like to acknowledge and sincerely thank you for her cooperation. Lexi is understandably disappointed at the outcome. I know she'll continue to support her NBA 1L South team throughout the season and be an active member of the basketball community. She just can't play against girls. Gosh, what a (laughs) wild idea. It is interesting. Once you start getting into the sport that the women's sports that more people tend to care about, Yes. You get more pushback. It's like, ah, it's NCAA swimming. Ah, you know, ah, that's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. You try to take on softball or even volleyball yeah. or basketball yes. in women's sports. Yeah. It's a totally different game now. But you know this is going to happen, man. Sure oh, as sure. I'm sitting here. I mean, WNBA is going to have to deal with it at some point in time, and they're so woke. I can't imagine them not allowing it to happen. But once once one person, I'm telling you, there's money in it for these guys. They don't want to go to work. They want to keep playing ball. The good news is that the WNBA will become watchable. That's true. <laughs> there'll, there'll be some there'll be some slam dunking going on. Some hard picks being set. Well, I remember Andrew Bogut, former NBA star, yeah. talking about this in Australia. And you think about okay, the WNBA. All I can think is you just had Sue Bird, and Megan Rapino. Yeah. Saying, oh, no, the trans people should be able to play. Well, they're not currently playing. I know, but that sort of sets the level for wokeness. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to be in that club with them, then you got to accept it. And then what a mockery the whole thing is. Yeah, they've lived, they're living in the gated community of social justice right now. They don't have to deal with the consequences of their actions. That is true. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Justin Jones, the Tennessee Democrat who was expelled from the state house for leading an insurrection, uh, just walked back into work. He's been reinstated, uh, yeah. and he was holding a child-sized casket. Yeah, he was yeah. a tiny casket as he walked in. You jackass! So it was all they were all the rage for about ten minutes there, and then all of a sudden they got put on the back burner. So in order to keep the narrative flowing, they have to pull stunts like this. The disgrace- okay, I'm lost. What? It, what have I missed? It was about the uh, the uh, kids that got killed. Kids that got killed at the school in Nashville. And the gun control. This guy got kicked out. Was banned. Okay, so when you're saying tiny, you're not talking about infants. You're talking about like child. No, okay. it's like child a, size. Yeah. Okay. casket. All right. Yeah, I got you. He walks into the floor with that. Uh, he uh, brought the casket with him. He, by the way, for his part, because he's so involved in the story, he's not called the families of the victims. He didn't attend the funerals of any of the victims. But he has turned the deaths into publicity for himself of and the other two jackasses that were involved in this. That's right. Well the played, playbook. man. You know, again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally agree with you. And the countdown continues. Yes. This guy, Robin's trifecta. One. Number one, University of California, San Diego, is holding racially segregated graduation ceremonies. Better what? believe it, baby. The University of San Diego will be hosting identity-specific graduation ceremonies on June 2023. Students can participate in a black graduation, 
with the Black Resource Center as the backdrop or the Raza Resource Center for the Latinx graduation. Now, if you remember September of uh, 2022, they planned an identity-specific activities for freshman orientation. These activities included Black, Latinx, Native American family orientation, and Black Surf Week, which barred white students and their families, according to campus reform. Congratulations. We're back to segregation. How progressive is that? So you just can't go? No. Wow. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> Not at graduation. Can't come. No Not sir. invited. Nope. Dang. <laughs> No, sir. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that came out of left field. <laughs> you got me with that high heat, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was. I was looking you slider. Ex- you expected the yeah. slider away. I just came with high heat. <laughs> yes, you did. Got you both out with that. Wow. Yes. All right. It was hot. Well. Does it ever stop being funny? No. No, it never stops. <laughs> well, and this doesn't stop being c- completely crazy either. So I, as a matter of fact, I think the rule should be anytime there is some sort of segregated graduation that that should be standard hey where are the white women at right just wondering <laughs> okay you ready and there you have it oh yes thanks Casey. Casey. thank you thanks, okay buddy. all right we still got to get to uh, another news update we also have uh nimrods in the news man there's still a lot of stuff to get to you know it's a nimrod yesterday who falls for rentahitman.com? <laughs> Who does that? Somebody did. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I think we have a news to update because I just heard. I did too. I heard David something. say, yeah. "What the? What the? What?" So we've been talking a little bit about the uh, teen takeover in downtown Chicago that happened this past weekend. Yeah. Every Fine. time I see more video of it, dude, I get it, you. You just get it so ticked watching it. Yeah, it's infuriating. You have people running wild in the streets, assaulting people, pulling people out of cars. Yeah, it, it's just inexcusable. They tried to yet. break into the art institute. Yeah, well, see, I don't they, care about that. I care about beating people up. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's but there's there's nothing that's sacred at all. Period. An, an Illinois state senator defended the teen takeover. Oh, I saw this. Robert Peters represents part of Chicago. Said, since I'm a glutton for punishment, this is on Twitter, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to get the most unhinged crime weirdo replies, but I would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement. It's a mass protest against poverty and segregation. This is what's wrong. And that's actually unhinged uh, crime weirdo uh, opinions. What does that mean, crime weirdo? Uh, People who think that you shouldn't be in a situation where a mob of teenagers pulls you out of your car and Uh, beats you to a bloody pulp. Got it. Yeah, apparently those people are weirdos who think that you should be able to drive in Chicago without being violently assaulted or walk down the street without being violently assaulted. Huh. I also like this statement because I guess all people that are poor just... Beat up random people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You can't help it. You're poor. You're just going to beat people. You're going to get together with other poor people and beat them up. No, you're part of the problem, dude. No. Someone has to be made an example of. It's got to stop. It won't because it's exactly what the left wants. (sighs) I mean, and there's the whole push toward equity. 
and you have too many people of color in prisons. They want to get the numbers down, and that's mm -hmm. why prosecutions are not happening. And it creates chaos in the cities. I mean, you have to get different people to lead those cities that will uphold the law. You can do it in a relatively short amount of time if you just start putting people in jail and enforcing the law. Well, you look at what happened in Austin. The state of Texas uh, started putting state troopers on the streets in Austin to try to crack down on the mayhem and death that was happening. And mm -hmm. violent crime is down 25% just a month later. Now, there's yeah. a longer-term plan that needs to be inst uh, implemented, but you can do it. You're right. You can, you can at least stop the bleeding fairly quickly. Well, you think of it this way. In Chicago, you've got all these restaurants that are still trying to come back from COVID. I mean, they were shut down in Chicago longer than most places, mm -hmm. right? You get people in the burbs saying, I'd love that restaurant. I'm not going to go down there on a Saturday right. night. Are you crazy? You see what's happening? Now imagine all of a sudden the word is out. Man, there are going to be armed police all over Michigan Avenue, all over the streets of downtown Chicago. Then do you feel safer going to dinner? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But but we don't want it to look like a military state. <laughs> no, you got to stop the crime. Well, if we just build more bouncy houses. Right. Give the kids something to do. Every time now, Robin, your words just are seared into my brain. Oh, if we just had midnight basketball, everything would be solved. I've said that for years. <laughs> Nobody's listening. It doesn't work anyway. I know it doesn't work. I know. Remember how people used to pat themselves on the back <laughs> yes, over of midnight freaking basketball? All right, we got to get the Nemrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news, and maybe you've heard of the site before, rentahitman.com. No, no, I haven't. Started as a joke years ago. Uh, but emails started coming in from people who thought it was actually real. And it's helped arrest over 30 people throughout the years. Oh, God. The newest one, maybe you heard this, 21-year-old in Tennessee, Joshua Garcia. Um, he got in touch to see, well, if Rent a Hitman was hiring. He's a member of the Air National Guard, and apparently in his resume, he asked about obtaining employment and said he was just looking for a job that paid well where his military experience could come in handy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He had a so, kid on the way. Well, what can I say? Yeah. I enjoyed doing what I do. So if I can find a job that's similar to it, such as this one, put me in, coach. That's what it said. Like Dexter type thing <laughs> or what? So what is going on? Police let him on for a couple of months to make sure he wasn't joking. Then he said he'd be willing to kill for as little as $2,500. Uh -huh. And if he needed to collect fingers for trophies for his clients, he'd do it. Or ears. He agreed to do a hit for $5,000. Asked if he needed to take a photo of the deceased. That's when they paid. They arrested him there. Gosh, dang. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It really is. And then a man in Connecticut arrested for running an illegal dental operation from the bathroom of his hotel room. Oh, gosh. Brush up, brush up, brush up. Golly. And that's Nimrod's in the news.